What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we're on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and today I am here to give you a um, a special edition episode. Something is not a review, so uh, so I guess we're not really technically trying to find out what is the greatest movie uh, ever made on this particular episode. But I want to look ahead to 2022. All the movies that are coming out last year, you know, I'm kind of going back over some of the movies that came out last year, and there was a lot of potential for the movies that came out, but they just, they just sucked. Like, a majority of the movies that came out in 2021 were just completely horrible, and I hope that's a trend that kind of ends in 2021, and then 2022 has this, has these amazing movies, because there's a lot, a lot of movies coming out in 2022 that look fantastic and that's kind of what i want to spend this episode uh discussing this is going to be the top 10 most anticipated movies for 2022 now if you're kind of sitting there wondering well you haven't even discussed 2021 yet well i have a couple more movies to watch i haven't watched i'm not gonna be able to watch all the movies that came out last year but there are a couple of movies that i wanted to get knocked out before i actually did a top 10 episode or or surfing the stream awards for 2021 so that will be out in the next uh, week or two, maybe three weeks max. Uh, I do realize that it'll be almost February by the time I make that damn episode. But hey, I, I don't have all the time in the world, and I'm trying to get as many of those movies watched as possible. I think I got to watch The Eternals, and I wanted to watch Old before I did this. And then there's Cruella. Do I even want to watch that? I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure I have my top ten kind of set in stone at this point. So it's really not... It's really not a matter of whether I'm going to add anything to it. It's just whether or not I can watch all the ones that I need to watch to make sure my list is is uh, in top shape as, as it can be, I guess. But that's enough of 2021. Let's talk about 2022 for a few minutes. And when I say a few minutes, we're going to be talking about the entire episode. Uh, so the top 10 most anticipated movies of 2022. Uh, after Before I tell you about my number one, most anticipated movie of the year. I will go back and kind of read off some movies that I'm I'm interested in, but I'm not really super excited about. And before we jump into the beef of this episode, I do want to give a shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen D. Cuckoo, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsay Humble, and Michael King. We appreciate y'all supporting us at that $20 tier each and every month. Without y'all, we would not be able to do this. So thank you so much. If you would like to support us and also gain access to our Discord channel, as well as several other patreon exclusive segments and podcasts and go to patreon.com slash two game that is the number two i'm waiting for uh, a few more people to join our patreon and we finally get access to our first goal which is a drunken review of a uh, of a bad bad movie like one of the worst movies of all time like i, I threw out uh, dragon ball evolution or even like twilight so by all means, come join us at patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two. We would appreciate support, but either way, you clicking on this episode and just listening to me talk about movies for 20, 30 minutes is support enough. So thank you so much. 2022 top 10 most anticipated movies. Let's do it. Number 10, Avatar 2. Uh, so it comes out December 16th, 2022. Uh, I guess I should stop saying 2022 because this is the top 10 movies coming out this year. These are ones that actually have uh, dates as of now. Now, these movies can be pushed back. They could be pushed back to 
you know, next year. So maybe later in the year, this list doesn't make any sense to y'all if you listen to it now. Uh, but Jake Sully lives with his newfound family formed on Pandora. Once a familiar threat returns to finish what was previously started, Jake must work with Natiri and the army of the Navi race to protect their planet. So not a whole lot is known about Avatar 2. In fact, it's a movie that has been been talked about for years. Like there, I, I want to say there's like, what, five or six movies that they have planned and they're all filming them back to back to back to back. I want to say this movie was supposed to originally come out, what, like two years ago and they pushed it back to last year and then they said, nah, gonna push it back again and then now it's this year. I remember seeing this movie in theaters because I worked at the theater at the time when this movie came out and I really, really enjoyed it. But it was like one of those movies that... That I don't know. It, it looked better than it actually was, and it was so like mesmerizing that uh, if just people just flocked to the theater to see this movie, and it ended up being the number one all time highest grossing movie. And then Avengers took it over, and then they re released Avatar because you know they gotta have that number one spot. And then Avatar retook the number one spot from Avengers, so the highest grossing movie of all time. Um, I I like it. I actually really enjoyed do enjoy the movie and in fact when we went to disney world back in december uh i didn't get a whole lot of time to spend in pandora where all the rides are and whatnot but i loved that section of of animal kingdom it's a great looking section it's super cool even the gift shops have a lot of great stuff i got several gift items from from the gift shop for from pandora uh it's a it's a series that I need to revisit. I haven't seen it in a while, but I am interested in it because I did, years and years ago when it first came out, uh, I did enjoy Avatar, the original movie, and it's something I do need to revisit on Disney+. Plus. I do have it on DVD, I think. I'm not 100% sure about that, but I am excited about it. I'm, I'm excited about the the potential of, of this movie and how good it can be. And it has it's directed by James Cameron, so how bad can it be, right? The dude's only had the highest grossing movie of all time twice with two different movies. So he's, he's, a, he's a good director and Terminator 2 as well. So, I mean, the dude has a good track record with movies. At number nine, we have Jurassic World Dominion. This is going to be the final chapter in that Jurassic World uh, trilogy. It comes out June 10th. Uh, and it's returning a lot of the original characters from the original Jurassic Park movie. So that has me really, really hyped. Super hyped. But the one thing, the reason why this is like nine and not into my top five is because, look, they're enjoyable movies. The two Jurassic World movies that have come out, they're enjoyable. They're entertaining. But they're not very good movies. Not good at all. And it's kind of like retreading the same ground that we've already treaded over the course of the last couple of decades. It's just, what what can they give me that is fresh? What is new that they can bring to the table with this series? And, I mean, they're returning a lot of the original cast members, so maybe it's going to give it some juice. But Colin Trevorrow, it, Trevorrow, however you want to say his name, uh, is coming back to direct this movie. And I do think that first Jurassic World movie, while more entertaining than the second one, I do believe that it was the worst movie out of the two in terms of in terms of writing, dialogue, uh, character development, all that stuff. It's definitely the worst movie, but it's more entertaining if that makes any sense. Uh, so I'm ex- I'm excited about it, but like cautiously excited about it because it could go either way. It could be either really good 
or it could just be another kind of just run-of-the-mill Jurassic Park movie. At number eight, we got Thor, Love, and Thunder. Uh, it comes out July 8th, and this is going to see the return of Natalie Portman. So just kind of speaking about the Thor series in general and why I'm excited about this, Thor was a good movie, or it was good back in the day. It was, it was decent. Uh, it, it was one of the. It was just a different movie. That was really what kind of set it apart from the rest of the uh, the MCU at the time. It was kind of this fish out of water type of movie, and we've kind of gotten that multiple times over the last several years. That that movie kind of loses its its luster a little bit. Uh, but I still enjoy the first Thor movie, Thor: Dark World. We do not want to talk about that because it was terrible, and. It just kind of further proves the point that the Thor series does not do good with villains, or it was not doing good with villains up to that point. I mean, Loki was really the only one that was actually was actually decent, right? But then you have the uh, the Dark Elves or whatever the hell they were in Thor: The Dark World. No one really cares because that movie's terrible, right? And then we come in with Thor: Ragnarok, the, the third movie in the in the in the series, and it really changed what that series could be, what that character could be. They made him more comedic, and I think they I think they hit a home run. Now, I was not as high on Thor Ragnarok as a lot of people. I still love the movie. I think it's great. I don't think I don't think the uh, the comedic beats hit every single time. It was kind of like let's just throw the wall, let's just throw everything at the wall as far as jokes, and let's just hope hope something kind of sticks. And that's kind of what they did. And there was a lot of laughing in it for me, but. I was definitely not as high on it as a lot of people. Some people were saying, oh, this is like top five MCU movies of all time. I'm like, it's really good. Like, it's a great movie. And it's a great take on the character. And I love the direction that they took with that character of Thor. Uh, especially in like the Avenger movies from then on. I I just wasn't as high on it as everybody else. But with that being said, I am super excited about this movie because it is introducing Christian Bell into the MCU. Guys, I, I love Christian Bell. And I think he's coming back as a villain, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so that is going to be awesome. Awesome. And then they're bringing Natalie Portman in. I'm assuming she's going to try to take the mantle of Thor or, or something. She's going to get powers with the hammer and what, whatever. I, I don't really know. I'm not a, a huge I'm not a huge guy, uh, a fan of Thor in the, in the comics. I'm just kind of a fan of the, uh, the MCU movies and Thor. But I'm super excited about this movie. And number seven... And I contemplated putting this uh, a little bit lower down the list, or higher on the list, I guess you could say. More like towards like 9 and 10. But I'm still super excited about it because I love the series in general. And that is Halloween Ends. It comes out October 14th, and it is the conclusion of the Laurie Strode saga. So we have the original movie that came out in, what, 78, which is Halloween. And then 2018, they decided to make a sequel to the original Halloween, and they named it Halloween for whatever reason. I don't. I, that is so stupid. When you make a sequel to a movie that has already been named, like I think the new Scream movie is kind of like the same way. And I'm excited about the Scream movie, but it's already come out, so I didn't want to put that on this list. It's called Scream. Well, we've already had a movie called Scream. It's not a reboot because they have all the same characters in it from the previous movies. So it's like this weird like titling and I just don't like it. It's Scream 5, okay? And then we have Halloween Ends or excuse me, we have Halloween 2018. It should have been Halloween like Lives or something like that where they named each sequel differently. It should not have been called Halloween. I wish they would go back and change that. But the 2018 Halloween, 
was perfect. Like it was, I won't say perfect. It had some writing issues and not a lot of the, uh, not a lot of the jokes landed that, that they were trying to put in there. But I just don't know if you can get a better Halloween sequel, a sequel that is closer to the original movie, like as good almost uh, as Halloween 2018. So I was super excited about Halloween Kills and I've kind of put it off because I didn't want to rent it or whatever. I just wanted to buy it, right? So I bought the movie here recently and I just watched it the other day and I got to say super, super disappointed with Halloween uh, Kills. And I, I wish I could spend 20 minutes talking about Halloween Kills, but they kind of just lost all that goodwill and faith that they got from 2018 Halloween because a lot, a lot of people loved that 2018 version of Halloween. And then this comes out, and it's just like all over the board. Like I think on Letterboxd, it was right around a two-something two on the uh, average score. And yeah, I think I gave it a, a two, if I'm not mistaken. It was barely like it was it was entertaining, but it wasn't it wasn't something that I would be willing to go back and rewatch on a on a regular basis or even on a like a rainy day or just waste my time or anything like that. It would be one of those where I strictly just watching Halloween twenty eighteen and then I have to watch this one, right? And then time will tell if that's even a movie that needs to even be watched in the in the grand scheme of things. Like Depending on what happens in Halloween ends, um, I, I don't know if I don't know if Halloween Kills is even going to be necessary to watch. Like you could probably watch the original Halloween, Halloween 2018, and then Halloween ends, and I think you could probably be pretty good. It just really depends on if they further that plot any. Uh, I just don't think it was a necessary movie. Honestly, they they didn't. I don't think they needed to build this into a trilogy. It's not like it's a superhero trilogy or anything like that where you're trying to get multiple storylines and whatnot over the course of three movies. Uh, so I'm kind of I'm kind of cautious about this movie, but in the end, I'm a huge Halloween fan, so I got to put this at number seven. At number six is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It comes out May 6th, and uh, Strange casts a forbidden spell that opens the door to the multiverse, including an alternate version of himself whose threat to humanity is too great for the combined forces of Strange, Wong, and Wanda Maximoff. I really, really enjoyed that first Doctor Strange movie. Really enjoyed it. It's it's actually one of my favorite MCU movies. Is it like top five? No, it, maybe not even top ten. But in terms of what they did in that movie, it was completely different. Maybe in terms of visuals, it was completely different than anything they have done previous to that. And I've really enjoyed Doctor Strange and some of the other movies that have come out in the Avengers movies. And then him in the recent Spider-Man movie kind of set the stage for this. And I, I think if he was not in the last Spider-Man movie, I don't know if this would be as high on my list as it is. But I am super excited about this Doctor Strange movie. And the fact that they're going to bring in uh, Scarlet Witch, Wanda Maximoff into this after WandaVision. There's just so much potential there. And I feel like the visuals are going to be on on another level. And then you got Sam Raimi, who is coming back after several years of being away from uh, the hero genre. I mean, he directed the first three Spider-Man movies that ever came out. I I wonder if he's trying to kind of erase that, that stigma, that erase that, that clout behind him that says Spider-Man 3 was like one of the worst movies of all time. And he's just trying to erase that and kind of put some a good taste in people's mouths. Shout out. 
So number five, we have Mission Impossible 7, which comes out September 30th. This is a series that has really, really grown on me over the last, I don't know, what, decade? And when they started making this more of like a James Bond type series, I, I was talking to my brother here recently, and I was like, dude, like this is the James Bond of of our era, right? I mean, you have the old old James Bond movies, and obviously you have Daniel Craig and whatnot, but I would rather go see a Mission Impossible movie than I would a James Bond movie, just, just at this point in time. And I'm a huge Tom Cruise fan. I think he makes very, very entertaining movies, and I don't think we're going to go wrong with this one. In fact, number four is another Tom Cruise movie, and that is Top Gun Maverick. It should have been released in 2021, uh, I want to say it was supposed to be released in the summer, and then it got pushed back to, what, November? And then they pushed it back again to uh, May 27th. So after more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Maverick is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. I absolutely love the original Top Gun. In fact, you can go check out our Top Gun review. I did it with my brother uh, back in like May of 2020, something around there. Uh, really, really love Top Gun. It is like one of the manliest movies ever that doesn't involve like gore and sex and whatnot. It is one of the manliest movies. And it's just a super fun time. And that makes me really excited for Top Gun Maverick. I, I'm curious to see some some really great action sequences in, in involving dogfights. But I was also kind of disappointed that Tom Cruise did not have this huge mustache in this movie. Like, aviators and a mustache. That was all I wanted from this Top Gun Maverick movie, and it doesn't look like I get the mustache. But, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll concede defeat, and I will be okay with that because it's still a Tom Cruise movie. And for the most part, I do really enjoy Tom Cruise movies. Uh, number three... This just got announced recently, and that is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Uh, it comes out October 7th. It's an epic adventure that will transport Miles Morales across the multiverse to join forces with Gwen Stacy and a new team of Spider-People to face off with a villain more powerful than anything they have ever encountered. I absolutely love that first Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse uh, movie. I saw it in theaters with my son. We had a great time. I ended up buying the Steelbook because y'all know me. I'm a huge Steelbook collector. And I just, I love that movie. It was probably my favorite Spider-Man movie for the longest time up until this recent Spider-Man movie that just came out uh, in December. But I, I think they just did so many great things. And the fact that they went with a completely different Spider-Man uh, is, a, is a power to... It's a testament to how well that movie is made. I mean, we hadn't gotten a Miles Morales movie, like, ever. It's always been Peter Parker. And the fact that they kind of focused on Miles Morales on it just kind of furthered that a little bit more. And I'm super excited about what the future of this whole Spider-Verse-verse, I guess you could call it, uh, that they're trying to do. And it's part one, so they're doing a trilogy. That's going to be fantastic. And then they did Miles Morales' video game here recently, which was a really good game. Not as good as the original uh, Marvel Spider-Man game, but it was still a really good addition to that uh, series. And I'd be perfectly okay with a live-action Miles Morales. Perfectly okay with it. But uh, in the meantime, we got Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, which is going to be dope. I heard that they will have a different animation style for every universe that they, they visit. And my God, that is going to look dope. If like on paper, that sounds like a great idea. If they can capitalize on that and execute it properly, 
that is going to be perfect. And I think it might end up being the best Spider-Man movie uh, when it comes out. I mean, to change up animation styles uh, throughout the movie is going to be very difficult to do, I would assume. I mean, it sounds difficult. But at the payoff, I think would be absolutely fantastic. And then at number two, we have The Northmen. Guys, I am a huge fan of The Witch and a huge fan of The Lighthouse. I, actually, The Witch is probably... I want to say it's number three all time for me in terms of favorite movies. Love The Witch. And April 22nd is when The Northman comes out. It's from Robert Eggers, who, again, directed The Lighthouse and The Witch. Those movies are not for everybody. They're really not. They're very obscure. It's a kind of a niche uh, group that actually watches those movies. I think The Witch is more accessible than The Lighthouse. But both I really need subtitles for because of their accents. But now we're going into Norse mythology, and this this one seems more mainstream than his other two hits. This seems more like an action revenge thriller, which is something that I am 100% on board with. Uh, this is an epic revenge thriller that explores how far a Viking prince will go to seek justice for his murdered father. The trailer looked absolutely phenomenal. So this guy has a lot of goodwill for me. I mean, I love both those movies, The Witch more so, but... Just looking at the trailer and seeing some of the actors and actresses in this movie, guys, this this is probably, if my number one is not the best movie of the year, this might be the best movie of the year. It just looks that good. Now, before we jump into number one, just, here's just some other movies that are coming out later this year. Uh, I didn't write the dates for these, but they're all scheduled for 2022 as of now here in January. Uh, we have Morbius, which was supposed to come out, I want to say, this week. But, of course, it got delayed again for whatever reason. There's speculation out there that they are trying to tie Morbius to a to a Spider-Man uh, series. And I want to say they were trying to tie it to The Amazing Spider-Man. It's kind of the speculation on the internet right now with Andrew Garfield and trying to bring him back for The Amazing Spider-Man 3 along with Morbius. I don't think that's going to happen. I think if anything, they're going to keep kind of riding the train with uh, with Tom Holland. And I think they would tie it to that more than they would The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, but I would love to see an Amazing Spider-Man 3 movie. I recently watched them back-to-back. -back, uh, and I gotta say, the 2 is definitely better than 1. But 2 is not a good movie. It's kind of the same thing when I said earlier about uh, Jurassic World and Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, I just I think a proper conclusion to that series would be would be fantastic, and I've seen people I've seen kind of fan arts of who they want to be casted and whatnot, and it looks all great. And I would I would I would definitely be down to watch an Amazing Spider-Man uh, three movie. Uh, we got the we got Moonfall, which is like this disaster movie. Obviously, the moon's falling. Uh, Death on the Nile, Uncharted. It looks okay, but it's a video game movie, so how good can it be, right? Then we have Ambulance, which is, I mean, guys, y'all know I'm a paramedic, so I'm kind of excited about a movie where they're doing a heist movie and they're trying to escape in an ambulance, so that looks dope. Uh, Fantastic Beast 3, I haven't watched the other two Fantastic Beast movies, so I don't know anything about it, so it comes out this year, though. Uh, then we got Black Adam, which just missed the cut for my top 10. It's just, I don't know a whole lot about it in terms of they haven't given me a lot. Now, I want to see it because it has The Rock in it, but I've been burned before by The Rock taking on something that just seems so perfect for him, uh, and I'm talking about Hercules. I mean, 
guys, that was perfect. The Rock should have been a perfect Hercules, but for some reason that movie sucked. I, I don't know. Uh, then we got The Flash, which looks dope. I mean, you're adding in the DC multiverse into this movie and doing kind of like a Flashpoint. Uh, awesome. And I'm there for it. And they're, then they're bringing back Michael Keaton, which sounds awesome. So uh, The Flash comes out this year. Then we got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. I liked Black Panther, but obviously I, I wasn't as high on it as a lot of people. I, I still think it's what I think I gave it four stars. I think it's a great movie, and I'm I'm excited about Black Panther: Wakanda Forever, but it's just not not in the top ten for me. Uh, then we got Aquaman: The Lost Kingdom. Uh, I enjoyed the first Aquaman, and I am excited about this because it has James Wan on board again for this one, and Jason Moa is the perfect Aquaman. Uh, it's just eh, it, it is what it is, you know. DC, I'm kind of, I, it's not that I've fallen off of DC, because I love DC. I, I love DC more than I do Marvel, and which is funny, because all the movies on here are Marvel movies. Uh, but I, I am excited about Aquaman and Lost Kingdom. It's just, it's kind of at this point of, what's the point, you know? And, and they haven't really shown, shown you a whole lot for that movie. Uh, then we got Sonic 2, which Sonic was kind of a surprise for me. Uh, I think I watched it last year. And I was kind of surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Uh, then we have Lightyear, which kind of goes back. It's a prequel to Toy Story, focusing on Buzz Lightyear. Uh, and then I have three other movies on here, and I don't remember even what they are, so I'm not even going to mention them. But for number one, and I'm pretty sure if you know me, then you know exactly what number one on my top ten most anticipated movies list for 2022 is going to be, and that is The Batman. It comes out March 4th, so... Guys, a little over, what, a month and a half before this movie comes out. It's in his second year of fighting crime, Batman uncovers corruption in Gotham City that connects to his own family while facing a serial killer known as the Riddler. I have watched all the trailers. I, I Guys, I was there with you, okay? When Robert Pattinson got announced as Batman, I was not happy. I, I, I was right there with you. I was saying Vampire Batman, Twilight Batman. I hear your complaints, okay? But Robert Pattinson, he is a good actor. Go back and rewatch some of his other movies, Good Times, The Lighthouse. Go check out those movies. The dude is a really, really great actor. Uh, don't don't base any of your opinions on him based off of Twilight. Uh, just if if you're gonna go in there with that opinion, at least watch some of his movies before you say, "Oh, that dude's a terrible actor." No, he was just in Twilight. Okay, that was his biggest issue, and now he's doing the Batman. And I got to say, after watching the first trailer that came out, which is, to me, the best trailer of all time, there are, off the top of my head, three trailers that I can just sit up here and say, oh yeah, that is like one of the best of all time. The Dark Knight has one of the best trailers of all time. Then you have the Avengers Endgame, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that is one of the best trailers of all time. And then this one. And it's not even close. The, the Batman trailer that originally came out uh, with the with the uh, Nirvana song in there, I, I think was fantastic. And the fact that we're going to get a true like detective-style Batman movie, I am all for it. It looks like we're getting a completely different Batman movie than we've gotten before. Yes, it kind if of... If you look at the trailers, there are similarities between this and like the Dark Knight, a Christopher Nolan trilogy... But it still looks like it could be set in its own little corner. Like it's doing something completely different than anything else that has ever been made with uh, Batman in it. 
so I'm super excited about. I'm super excited about the, uh, the 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 true detective style. You know, he's the world's greatest detective. So I'm really thinking that this could be the best Batman movie when it's all said and done. And that's saying something because I think the Dark Knight and Batman Begins are the two best Batman movies out there. So to even put this in the same category as them uh, tells you what I think what I think the potential of this movie can be. And I'm telling you, go look back at the trailers and I, I think Robert Pattinson is going to be doing like this almost kind of like an emo vengeance take on Batman that we haven't seen. Yeah, we saw the anger in, in The Dark Knight and whatnot, but I don't think we've seen it to this degree. Like this dude is pissed off. He is angry and he's just beating people to a pulp. And 100% on board with that it is going to be the most dark and gritty version of Batman that we've gotten up to this point. And that is saying something considering we just got the Nolan trilogy. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty damn excited about this movie. And that's why it's at number one. But what movies did I miss? Uh, are those in the correct order? Do you even like any of these movies that I've mentioned? Should Batman be number one? Uh, what is your top 10 most anticipated movies for 2022? If you're a part of our uh, Patreon, uh, guys, you can go to our Discord channel and then let me know what your most anticipated movies for 2022 are. Uh, if not, you can go to our Facebook page, drop a comment on there, or email me at twogamepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, but that's going to be it for me. I appreciate y'all joining me. I'll catch y'all next time on another episode.